Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to Real Sports CSGO. This is episode three of the podcast. Today I'm joined by the BCG and Hello. Tony. And today we're going to be talking about all things CS related. Now, so this weekend we have three events going on. We have Starladder Shanghai. We have the minor in Toronto for the Americas. And we have the European minor for, of course, Europe. Um, well, I guess the big talk about for me is Space Soldiers making the major qualifier. Um, it's been a while since they really qualified for anything. Or if they do, like GMAC Montreal, they uh, unfortunately couldn't make it due to visa issues. But now, Space Soldiers Onliners no more. Poor Thorn. And they're going to be going to a big land. So how do y'all feel about Space Soldiers' chances at the major qualifier? Um, so there's teams in the major qualifier, like, say, Vegas Squadron, who you instantly just favor Space Soldiers over them. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. Obviously, you've got teams like, what, FaZe are in there, mm-hmm. Cloud9 are in there, mm-hmm. G2 are in there. Yep. And as good as Space Soldiers can be, like, they've shown they can beat, say, an SK, but that's on cash, which, as we, we know, and they demonstrated at the at the minor, they're absolutely amazing on. They can get the best, best one upsets. Mm-hmm. So, they have a chance because I think it's going to be Swiss. Oh, I think so, yeah. Which means best of one. So, if, if there is a team that lets them get cash through, then, you know, they can definitely pick up wins and they could definitely go through. Most teams won't do that, though. True. And then it comes down to I think they're going to be one of the best teams coming out of the, the minor system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably going to be, what, Optic or Envy, the other one? I would assume. Guess so you want to say Optic? I mean, Envy, of course, had to be AGO, which should be easy. But then again, you never know. Envy could throw it like they did last, last minor. But <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Optic, Envy, you'd have to favor Optic because they have two Oppers, whereas Envy has Sixer. Point, point 0.5. Yeah, point 0.5. Well, point, point 1.6 Opper. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, Envy is looking really – I mean, they beat. They lost to Space Soldiers, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But... I mean, there, there is. There's no shame losing to space soldiers, but no, they of can, course not. I mean, it, it's the fact they they won overpass, which to me is weird because Envy don't win overpass. If they're winning oh. best of threes, they lose overpass and win the other two maps. For sure. Because because their map pool is so shallow, they can't play Mirage and they can't play overpass particularly no, they, well. They play cobblestone. They play, I mean, uh, train a little bit, Inferno. I mean, Inferno and yeah. Nuke, I think, three maps. Yeah, but Nuke even is kind of shaky for them. But you look at the major qualifier, you have teams like Mouse Sports, Navi, yeah. G2, Cloud9, Flipside, Xpenta, I think they're a seed right now, yeah. and Vega. from That's the bottom eight. And so far you have Six Soldiers, Renegades, I think Tyloo from Asia as well. Yeah, and so... That's... And then you have Avangar and someone else from CS who oh, the ladder yeah. fire. Well, they're not going to do anything. So how, how can I forget? Yeah, that that probably not going to do too much. Yeah. I mean, I still don't understand why CS has a, a minor system in the first place. I mean, I understand you think like Navi, Hellraisers, but they're already in like the you know, the major system. They're not gonna. It's really because kind of like, you could EU minor some of the teams that are there. Psh, never heard of like AGO. I never heard of them a week ago, two weeks ago before this event. I mean, Envy, of course, is good. Well, okay. <laughs> but, like, Godsent, eh, it used to be good. Windigo, psh. I mean, that's uh, X, 
ex outlaws, the Bulgarian yeah, super like team. About, like the teams but... that are missing from the EU mode. Oh yeah. Both heroic, like should have been there and just didn't make it through the qualifier. Once again, I don't understand. That's another thing because minor used to used to be invite only. Like I know Asia was invite only, and that was a big controversy. People were saying, "Oh, Asia shouldn't be invite only." One of the best teams in Asia is not here. I believe it was the Korean team. Uh, I want to say MVP project. And they weren't invited, and they were mad about that because they said they had better placings. But I mean, EU Your minor invite. Yeah, Asia minor was invite only. Because there was, was some that? that was a week or two ago. I want to say. Oh, yeah. oh, you mean that the oh the most recent one was invite? Yeah, most recent invite. one was invite only. Yeah, because they complained that there was too much cheating in like the open system, and of course we saw in CIS and EU that there was some cheating in the open brackets. So they made Asia Minor invite only, which I think was actually kind of smart. But then teams like Chiefs weren't invited. I was a little... Yeah, like, you're always going to have people who, like, could be that 7th, 8th invite spot mm -hmm. who miss out just because of the way the system works. And... Oh, yeah. For everyone else, like, in theory, it guarantees a higher quality of tournament. Exactly. Because if you invited Nip, you invited Heroic to say the EU Minor, then you uh -huh. wouldn't have, you know, Windigo going out, yeah. like... I mean, I know they nearly upset Envy, but they got stomped by Godsend afterwards. Yeah, so. and Godsend was pretty garbage. And then you have people yeah. like Pride or Exatus, who were good online, I guess, but then land. Yeah. Like, Nip online is a completely different beast than Nip on land. Like, Nip on land has been good this year, whereas Nip online has been garbage this year. And people will quick to say, oh, Nip are terrible again. It's a slump. See, they can't make majors anymore. But in reality, the system is kind of, I guess you want to say, biased against them in a way because they're just... Not good online, why that is, that's the question. You can share people with different answers, you know. Like, talking to NVS coach Malik, he said the team beats teams like FaZe. Well, it was a couple months ago, but teams like FaZe in practice consistently. And then you go on land, and VS got whacked by FaZe at E-League. So, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, uh, it's really interesting to see how teams perform, you know. Thing, NVS make was of E-League at all yeah, MVS making the uh, E-League playoffs was crazy in itself. But then they won on land in best of threes. No one thought that was, yeah, you know, it was probably, well. I mean, against, against NIP as well. Like, yeah, NIP. Yeah, you say he's been playing well on land. I mean, they have, relatively. You look at their. Yeah, no, I agree with you. you look at the recent results they have. But, um, like, look at the EU minor. Uh, Optic, I would have thought it would have been Optic, Envy making out. But now, I mean, it's not going to happen. Space Soldiers making the first major. Qualifier at least. Um, obviously, it's too early to make major qualifier predictions because we don't have a America yet. But in America, speaking of the America minor, um, uh, Team Liquid got upset Liquid. by Misfits, who shouldn't technically even have been at the America's minor because they originally failed to qualify for it. But then Sub Rose's team, French Canadians, didn't have had visa issues or something like that, and they had a last chance qualifier. Misfits make it, and Despite taking a loss in Group B, they come out on top, and then they beat... Well, no, it wasn't a loss in Group B, I don't think. But they come out top, beat Liquid, and now Misfits are on track. Go to a major, potentially. Yeah, just have to be... Yeah, major qualifier. That has to be CLG, who should easily beat... They already beat Complexity on Map 1, as of right now. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. something I don't understand. So Liquid, another team has been having some issues with coaching and stuff like that. Now with Zeus out, and he's taking the hiatus. So however that works, how do y'all see 
liquid uh, performing um, like at this event or in the future without their head coach. I mean, that's... Well, he'll beat the qualifier if they qualify, so... Oh, yeah, but, I mean, do you think they're going to win one out? I mean, I guess they should. I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I can't cheat easily. Yeah. Like, I mean, major, they lost the flip side in the last map of the entire... Um, major qualifier. They were, like, they were in was... the very last bracket. So yeah, it was either win and get uh, to the major or lose and don't. And they lost uh, mm -hmm. in overtime mm -hmm. or maybe overtime too. It was like, no, but, it was like four overtimes. It was on Mirage. Oh, yeah. I remember that was a clutch situation and it was just twist. Couldn't, couldn't clutch it enough. Electronic went God mode. Oh, man, that was, oh, I have flashbacks to that every day. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke. Now, li Liquid should make it through this. They, uh -huh. they beat Complexity. CLG should beat Misfits. The the only way they won't is if Misfits upset CLG, which I think would be. Well, an upset. I mean, if Misfits if Misfits beat Liquid, I think they can beat CLG even easier. I think they're capable of. Yeah. I think CLG is a CLG is not better a better team, team than, Misfits. than Liquid. It doesn't mean no, anything though, because it doesn't matter about being a better team. It's about matchups. On you know, like you might say that because X team beats Y team, they should be a team that's considerably worse than them. But it doesn't always happen like that because it doesn't work like that. You can't use a transitional property to compare teams to each other you know like no, clg I, and misfits yes, no you can't you can use. no you literally no, can't no, you can't, <laughs> you can't. No. no 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 so for example look at college football liquid has the better uh, offer leader group they have two in-game leaders on that team and they've been making better lands clg have been to very little lands with very little results yeah but if, if you were, if i asked you before this tournament out of misfits and clg who's more likely to upset liquid surely you'd say clg Exactly. And then so I'm, say, the I'm saying now, if Misfits happen to upset CLG, which I, I think would be an upset, that's the only way Liquid don't make the run through the loser's bracket. Because they're beating Complexity every time. Yeah, there's no question about that, because Complexity is just Pug Stars, plus Rank S Stars, I mean, you know, it's, it's all Complexity. UK, UK CS but... Stars, that's what Complexity is. Yeah, well, used to be at least, I mean. Well, one, one left. Yeah, one left, yeah. But, I mean... You can't like you can't uh, compare teams to each other. Like you would never say that Space Soldiers be SK on land, for example. But they did at ESO One Cologne, right? You can't say that oh because they beat this they beat SK they should win the tournament because SK won the tournament, right? No, you can't say that just because. Well, that's not what you said. What you said oh was God. Misfits should be able to beat CLG because they beat Liquid, and then yeah, that's what you asked me, and I said yes, that's exactly how that should work. That was a question. They beat the better team. Right, but it doesn't work like that all the time though. Just because they beat another team doesn't mean they'll do it again for another team, you know? Because there's different matchups, right? I, I mean, I didn't say they should. I mm -hmm. said that they could. Mm -hmm. And say that Misfits is the better team than CLG just because okay. they beat Liquid, because that would be that's just wrong. Okay. I, I think we're all agreeing just from different angles. Okay. What I, I don't know. I feel like there's sugar fruit, but um, my biggest uh, surprise, at least for the minor, I mean, it wasn't a surprise, but Rise Nation qualifying for it. Rise Nations has been, I would say, trending upwards recently. Uh, I mean, it went from being relatively, I mean, they're not a big name in CS. They're a big name in Call of Duty. But, I mean, they did pretty terrible on LAN, but yeah. they made LAN, you know, where other teams couldn't. Um, can't think of anybody offhand that should have made the uh, major, I mean, minor. Um, but, you can look at, like, the Immortals. Yeah, Immortals, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you have, you're right, but, I mean... It's it was with steel and bolts at the time, uh, with you know, three players they hadn't really played with before. So it's hard to really take a team like that, and then you know qualify for this. I mean, it's just interesting. Um, that's another situation, immortal situation. Bolts um is apparently going to SK Gaming now to replace Phelps. Where does Phelps land? Do you say? 
He's going he's... home. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, he's so not coming to North America, so he can't mm -hmm. play for Immortals. He can't play for Luminosity. So. Right. So where do you think? What team would you say he lands on? Maybe. Well, wh whoever he picks, because everyone in Brazil would want him. Of course. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Uh, I guess. I mean, it's gonna, he can't join Immortals now. It's too late for right. that, so he'd have to go to Luminosity. Uh huh. If he wants to, yeah, he go to Team One maybe. Really? But then it's not gonna go there. Um, Immortals is gonna have some seven hundred thousand dollars for these players, so actually mm -hmm. they could just buy his contract out. Of oh, for sure. I mean, it would make sense for him to go back to Mortals, cause that's the, I guess the second best, well, third best team from Brazil. It would be SK, and then it's gonna be X Immortals, and then it's gonna be. Immortals and fourth would be Luminosity, I guess. But then Luminosity, they've been looking better recently, but <coughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not they, really. Yeah. They beat. Uh, who did they beat recently? They lost they, the Misfits 2 1. They beat Rise, but yeah, they just lost to LCLG. It was a close match. I mean, Luminosity, they've been. This this core of like Showtime, Yell, Pickle, they be, I mean, PKL, however you pronounce to say his name. They've been around for a while. Been to a lot of lands. They're really good online, and they just—they haven't really improved maybe, from what I've seen. Maybe you know? Phelps is like the factor that could take that team to like the next level. But at the same, Mortals time, with the just... amount of money that they're about to grab should just poach some players off Luminosity, yeah. no matter how much it takes. Oh, this for is sure. A little bit sad. Like, uh -huh. it's just sad. Yeah, I mean, it's really—you look at this, um, the new Mortals lineup. It's just—it's crazy how Immortals as an organization, after the LCS. The whole fiasco there, they didn't make an LCS franchise-wise, and then now in CS, they haven't been able to, you know, they lost their players due to, you know, craziness. And speaking of the LCS, we look at Mr. Nate Shot of Call of Duty with the Cleveland Cavaliers. For whatever reason, they said, hey, we want you to be the manager of our organization. We're going to get an esports, we're going to get a League of Legends team, and the North American LCS. And then we're going to get, apparently now, X-Immortals. Making it's up such of a weird amalgamation of organizations and people. Like, you look, it's... you take an ex COD pro slash YouTube personality, mm -hmm. tried to run his own org, which let's be real, just failed. Oh yeah, like <coughs> hundred thieves didn't do anything. You mean hundred else? Him... Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> um, get get him with the Cleveland Cavaliers, one of the biggest brands in in basketball. Mm -hmm. And Shove those two together. Oh. Pick up. Get a, an LCS franchise spot over like Immortals, Team Envious, over Team Envious, and then also pick up the X core, somewhat controversial of the Immortals team. Like, it, it's such a weird. Who hold a major spot? Bringing together, yeah, it's. Who holds a major spot? I mean, like it, it should work out in theory. Like, well, <laughs> it's an interesting theory because a lot first people come criticize when they first heard it. People were like, "Why would you want Nade Shot to own to own the org?" Blah blah blah, and if people think that Nate Shot was going to make be a signal, I guess shot caller for like saying, "Hey, we're going to hire this person, that person." When in reality, in my my theory is, they said, "You know what, Nate Shot, you're a big brand. We're just going to have you on the on here. We're going to take over the name Hundred Thieves." Even though why you want that name, that's beyond <laughs> me. But I mean, the merch looks pretty cool. I'll give him that. But then, considering when he owned a COD team, he couldn't even ship them out jerseys. It's 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 interesting, you know. I don't. I mean, Nate Shot's a good guy. He was good COD Pro back in the day. He's a big brand. But Nature and Counter Strike is going to be very interesting if they do I, indeed I, pick up. I feel like he's just there to bring some fans in. That's oh, not... for sure. Like, I mean, they want. There's no way. Because you look at teams like 
Um, that looks like Echo Fox or like Energy. Well, Echo Fox only had a CS team. Energy teams like Misfits. You know, they they have some fans, but like compared to like Optic or other big names like Fnatic, Nip, who have actual fan bases. You know, it's nothing close. So I guess they figured, well, we'll get our just you know start with a brand that's already kind of there, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's weird because the fan the fans are always now personality based in esports, and perhaps the oh, only yeah. thing that's trying to shift away from that is the the Overwatch League. Oh yeah, um, I guess the LCS in a way because they're doing you know. I mean, yeah, even with say Echo Fox in the LCS, you have someone like Froggen, and he was basically yeah. the reason they yeah. had fans. Like it wasn't because the Echo Fox brand is something people appeal to, unless they're particular <laughs> fans of Rick Fox for whatever. Yeah, that's a personality. So it proves your point. But you look at um. I think what might be an issue is you have like FNX who has his own brand, Nao Tomkomo, and then you have Naysha with his brand, 100 Thieves. There could be some personality clashing there, because I mean, obviously, FNX is a very, you want to, well, those players in general are kind of, I won't say egotistical, but they do have very big egos. They are very um, fiery, personal players. It's interesting. I don't know how far they will make it the next major, or, you know, I know that's, their deadline is the 10th, I believe, to get their roster submitted, but. Um, how that team will work out. I mean, personally, I hope it works out well because I like the watching Henny, Lucas, and um, FN, uh, uh, not FNX, but <coughs> KNG. I did enjoy watching them. I thought it was pretty fun, but I mean, it's just hard to see them really doing anything again in the future because they've been gone so long from, like, you know, participating in anything because they're not in ESL. Yeah. They're not in ES, uh, ECS. So they're not in any online leagues really. They haven't. They don't have any. Only upcoming LAN is. They've been losing to. Um, you know? Recently, they've been losing to random mixed teams in Brazil. Oh, oh really? Really? Yeah. They they played like an opening match and I think they lost like sixteen to nine or sixteen to five to literally a pug team. Oh man. So if you go on HLTV, they don't have any uh, recent online results for them. So I mean, it's you know, I mean they're still ranked thirteen, I guess, because of the major, you know, stuff like that, but. <laughs> It is. It'll be interesting to see if they'll be good again. If FNX, because he hasn't played in a while. I mean, you know, at the top, this kind of level. Bits. I know he's an IGL. He was with Team One, I believe. So he hasn't really played at a high level, at least recently. So, I mean, their success. I mean, they, hmm. yeah. they have the parts to make it work. Oh, for sure. They're four really skilled players. They have one of the best double up setups in the game. They have mm -hmm. an in-game lead. Like. They have the major, they have the major spot, mm -hmm. they'll attend that, and that will be when we find out if this team's a factor, or if this team's going to be a flop, and isn't going to make their way back into the things like Pro League and the ECSs of the world. True, but... I, I think they will. I think they'll, they'll uh -huh. show they're definitely a contender. I don't know if they'll make a final run like Immortals did. I yeah. can't see that happening again. I mean, that was a pretty weak final run, but the other thing is that Immortals have notoriously were, back in the day at least, hot and cold. Like, I mean, we wrote about this for a while, that, you know... One day, they'd be beating everybody. The next day, they'd be losing to terrible teams. And it was confusing, you know? Which Immortals would show up? Maybe with new players, that changes everything. Maybe they'll be more consistent now. Maybe they'll put off the drinking before finals. We'll see. But, I mean, you know, it's very interesting to see where the team will be going in the, least in the near future. I mean, obviously, for I'm sure Brazilians would hope that they would improve because it's... Interesting having only SK as the best team, you know, as the only really good team in Brazil. And then even then, sometimes they'll lose to teams that they shouldn't, in theory. Mm -hmm. But then again, look at Epicenter. 
And uh, SK decided to have a throwback kind of tournament with Virtus Pro, a team you wouldn't expect to be in a final in 2017. Yeah, that's the... Uh... Oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, I think Virtus Pro go and nearly lose to Flash Gaming and... Oh, that was hilarious. 16-4. Like, oh, oh, man. Goodness. They lost that one map 16-4. I said, here we go. Yeah. And then... I mean, now VP's in the Grand Finals of the Shanghai. And that's an event, you know, that Space Soldiers are supposed to go to and then the minor happened. So maybe they could have won that event. We will never know, obviously, because they didn't get to go to it. But Renegades, a team I've been... Uh, has been I've been seeing a priest improving recently. Has during the final against Virtus Pro, and I don't know how. How do you, how do y'all think this is gonna go? Uh, yeah, I'm favoring VP just because they played in groups and VP mm-hmm. came on, on top. Um, and VPR on paper the better team. I don't know how to predict that honestly. I uh, I don't know. I'm comfortable with this Renegades lineup, but I'm still not comfortable with the consistency of Virtus Pro. So. I'd like to see Renegades win, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not a Virtus Pro fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are like, "Oh, they deserve it. They're old. <laughs> They've been here forever." Well, that's just the, that, yeah, that's just the point. They've been here forever. They've seen the top, and they've seen it a lot. So let's give a little bit of uh, let's share the wealth. Yeah, I mean, I'm normally not a share the wealth kind of person, but I agree on this point. I love Renegades. I love Naf. I love the one optic. And I think he's been <laughs> a really consistent part of this Renegades lineup. Nifty has been. Uh, pretty, I would say, not underrated Whopper, but he's been very well as an opping. Yeah, very great addition. Great pickup. Um, look at JKS, one of the resident Australians. He's very, very good at this tournament. A lot of clutch situations, a lot of three or four kill rounds, beautiful stuff. So I think Renegades definitely has the firepower to take out VP, but then again, so did FaZe, and FaZe lost. Gambit had the tactics, so to speak, and they lost. I mean... There's these good teams that VP beat Epicenter, and it's just like, but then again, it's who's going to show up, which VP? The good, the good VP or the one that loses to everybody, VP? I mean, the it's... The real VP. Yeah, well, the real VP stand up. <laughs> we, what is the real VP? Do we even yeah. know anymore? No, yeah, not really. Or, but do yeah, we ever really. at all? What's I mean, the real VP? Because before it was just that, oh, VP only good at lands, and then it became VP only good at majors, and I guess that's still kind of true, and then now it's like, eh, every couple months VP has a good yeah, tournament. So we'll go from losing one of the best best of five finals to almost losing to Flash, like on yeah, land. On land. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But then again, you can attribute that to like travel because they were just in. Well, I mean, they're in Russia and they go to China and then you know there's no rest, there's no sure. yeah. downtime. I guess you could argue that, but I mean, still, it's Flash. I mean, Flash isn't bad, far from it. But I mean, VP almost beat SK Gaming and then losing to Flash. It's not a good look. Yeah. And then again, looking at Flash, though, Flash have been a very good team. In my opinion, fancy attacker. Um, Lovey was pretty good at the tournament. Carso, been pretty good t- players in general. Flash, not a bad team. Asia, in general, one thing I like about having an event in Shanghai, at least it shows off some of the Asian talent because they don't get a chance to play these um, good teams, well, relatively good teams, and VP and Renegades and Heroic. I don't consider Hellraiser a good team anymore. But in best of threes... And land, I think that's a very good thing. I'm glad Starlighter did that, and so I think that's important if you want to see the Asian scene develop. Is to have more lands in China, or even Korea, Taiwan, places like that where these teams want to be able to have visa. They have visa issues sometimes coming to America and stuff like that. You see that a lot. So I think it's important to have these kind of lands in those kind of countries to see those homecoming talent. But um, you know, speaking of uh, 
regional lands, we have a couple lands, a lot of lands in November. Like it's, I don't know, it's super busy. It's a lot of writing. So we have I buy Power Masters coming up soon. We have I am Oakland coming up soon, and we have Blast Pro Series Copenhagen 2017 coming up soon. Of those three events, what are y'all most excited for? I mean, Blast for me. I'm curious to see how this new format with all the the simultaneous matches oh, yeah. goes down. Plus, plus it's actually in Europe, which uh-huh. for me actually hasn't been out a lot recently. Yeah, because so, you have back-to-back California um, events. Yeah. yeah. Oakland. Oakland. Um, it's okay. yeah. It's got a, a majority of the same teams, but you get to see the new ones playing mm-hmm. against each other. Match matches you've never seen before. Okay. Um, I can understand. I like the um, Oka Oakland. The Mongols going to be there, but they've they haven't done well at Also, <laughs> oh boy. Good luck. Good luck in that group. So you have oof, those are two um, interesting groups for sure. Uh, for me, I buy Power Masters. I'm really looking forward to. I'll take the third out of so we all have different land, but it's going to be land? great. I thought that was online. No, it's land. It's at ESCA. Oh, wow. Most of the iBuy powers used to be online. Well, no, Masters is different though. Masters is. They have, uh, the, they have the Invitational. The yeah, Masters. Masters like last year was a qualifier for IM Oakland. This year it's its own event. Oh, right, yeah. It's at Esports Arena over in uh, Anaheim. They're gonna have CLG. I mean, it's it's a pretty decent lineup. Cloud Nine, Liquid, Optic, uh, Renegades, Misfits. I mean, that's a good lineup. I would say it's gonna be fun, small event. But I think I guess I mean. Then again, look at these teams, Liquid, Cloud9, Optic, you before you say, oh, they should win this event, smaller events. But now, all at the same event, it's really hard for me to say who should win it. So, I mean, I like yeah. that. I like not knowing a defined winner, you know? I mean, like Blast, you would say, oh, you have Astralis, you have FaZe, you have G2, SK, all teams that have won it. North, all teams that have won events this year. Even Nip has won an event this year. So, you know, I mean, that format, like you said... Very interesting. Two days, but it's like a lot of CS. And it's this new company. It's the Refresh. The one that owns Astralis, or used to own stakes in Astralis North. And, uh... Godsend. Yeah, Godsend. Then you Godsend have NRG with um, Daps moving to the coaching role. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, that was weird to me. That was an interesting move. Really? I mean, I kind of did because Daps has not been, like, kind of like Sean Gares, but, like, less of a tactical genius. Daps has been... Horrible at fragging. The energy hasn't done anything like they never really did before when they had the German lineup. But I mean, with well, a mixed lineup, so I mean, it's just it's been ugly to watch energy at LAN online against good teams against bad teams. It's just been ugly CS. And I mean, they had to make a change. They dropped Peter, the notorious onliner, which was smart. But now, like I mean, what do you do? They had to put him. In, I think they had to put him in coaching. But picking up Rico, I don't really agree with though. I just, I'd, I'd would you pick up? I'd have never heard of Rico before. Peter. Yeah, um, Rico was known for he was one of the, if not the, no, not the. I don't. I, I didn't check the stats, but I checked his statistics versus others, and he was um a top player in Premier this season. Okay, so. okay. that's not too bad then, I guess. But it's just, I mean, obviously they have more info on scouting players stuff like that than we do than I do at least. But I just I feel like they can go for maybe Slemmy from Complexity. If they want to IGL, I mean, obviously they have to trade for him. IGLing, I'm pretty sure they said. Yeah, I mean, Sunny wouldn't be a bad option. At least he's played at the top at one point. But, I don't know. I guess it's not that bad in hindsight, but still, it just feels like... I mean, they have Cirque, and he hasn't really done well. 
Um, oh, and what? Sirk's been nuts. doing great. Yeah. Uh, did you not see him? No, at... Sirk has the highest statistics on the team. It's a fact he's been doing great. Did you not see him at the last time that they played? I mean, was I think it was a minor. I want to say a 1.16 rating. 1.1. Yeah, 1.16 rating. Uh, where was that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. 1.16 at them for going out in last. Yeah. 1.11. Right, well, <sighs> I don't know. Sex, sex, nuts, and like Circus has been destroying. Line. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. And, it's um, not that bad, I guess. But I mean, America. Yeah. Rico has been. Rico has been adjusting. Uh, uh -huh. It's a period. It's not like you can expect him to just start playing well out of nowhere because that's unfair. Right. That's true. All right. You're right. Yeah. Circus has been pretty good. Breeze is good. Yeah. You don't even need to say that Breeze is obviously the linchpin of this team in yeah. terms of rifling. Uh huh, for sure. And yeah. not bad. Um, he's always been a stable player. He's never really mm -hmm. gone much under than what you really need as a player. Um, he was his 2016 was a rough year, but moving into 2017, he came back a little bit. And ANJ from previously Singularity when they had picked him up, which is now a Swedish mix, but yeah, he's uh... been he's been holding his own as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I liked him in Singularity. He was definitely a star player of that team. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a weird amalgamation of players. You have a Bulgarian, you have a Denmark, you have a couple Americans. <laughs> I mean, Denmark, <laughs> a Danish. <laughs> a Danish. So it's a weird amalgamation, but I mean, eh, maybe it'll work one day in the future. Maybe Energy will win something in the future, but. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go you on the limb and say NLG won't win anything in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe that's not as bold a prediction as bold predictions go. Maybe but... they'll qualify for some lands. Yeah, well, they always do that. Get some quick, quick money. Yeah. Quick DreamHack money. Quick ESL Pro League money. Maybe like an I buy power map, like I like an online event. You know, one of those. Yeah, that's the best I'm ever doing. Though. Yeah, They're unfortunately, I mean, it kind of sucks. Like you look at orgs, teams like Dak Energy. That always kind of make lands luminosity. They make the lands, and they do terrible at them. It feels like they never learn from their mistakes. They never improve. Vega, you know, teams like that. Even big to an extent, like big. Oh, they were good coming out of the major. They were tactical. You know, Gabi, great minds. Key was a good opper, <laughs> relatively speaking. And then Denver, they couldn't win. Mykonos, they looked terrible. The major, they plays top eight, of course, but I mean that's where it all started, right? They won the minor, but I just don't see where they go from here. Like, I, I think they have to be winning ASWC for them to still be considered like. Uh, that's that's they, ugly. They lost they the LDLC. Lost, they lost the LDLC. Like, LDLC hot garbage. I mean, Extends is still a great tactical mind. I have a funny thing to say after you say what you're gonna say. But uh, LDLC, I mean, they have God Devil now. But he hasn't been too bad, I guess. But LDLC is pretty bad. Like, I mean, that when they played against Energy at Denver, it was ugly. Ugly. So, big losing to them. All right, so what do you want to say? Funny enough, uh, 2016's ESWC saw uh, LDLC play second and uh -huh. to none other than Keeve himself on alternate attacks. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, alternate attacks. That was, yeah, alternate attacks. I remember them. <clears throat> they have, uh, what do they have now? I was thinking of. They have a player that I was. Uh, they still have a team and all that, but. I haven't heard anything. Because they, they were challenging for a period, at least, to be a decent team. I remember them at. 
They used to be. They were at E League, and they did terrible there. I remember that. From, yeah. Uh, that was like season two. Does everyone on their team has an uppercase N at the end of their name for their alias? God. So yeah, it's oh, Tizian, Sursen, Hunden, Sifton. I never heard of these players at all. I mean, they're all German. There's God None Hunden. of them. You've never None. heard of any of, any of them. Not really. But everyone's heard of Hunden. Well, yeah, Hunden. Yeah, no, no, Hunden. I know them. Yeah, it's my boy. Played for Penta a long, a long time, and they okay. made it to multiple events as well as uh, ESL Pro League at one point. Stefan, he played for Penta for ESL Pro League. Um, the other two, I can see how you don't know them, uh -huh. but Stefan and Tizian have been around. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, Hunden, I mean, it's interesting seeing him with a German lineup. I mean, I always liked him as an IGL. Liked him as a player. Thought he was pretty. Yeah, he wasn't a great fragger. Definitely not a fragging, fragging IGL. But he's been to a been to a major. So I mean, there's that. <laughs> he's been to a major. Yeah, he's been to a major. So I mean, there's that. Still right. Still right. Not everyone has. You know. Nah, that's not. I mean. Been been to more majors than UK players. <laughs> well, I'm so sure a lot. Of, a lot. I'm sure a lot of people have that on their record. So should we? The next segment. I feel like it's been yeah. a while. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So. Sure. We're going to transition to our wonderful, I guess, 1v1 segment, hosted today by none other than the BCG, as a <sighs> lovely judge. Oh, I have a mix of, I have a good mix of questions. I'm quite happy with these. They go from the usual roster change ones, looking at the major, looking at some personal interest ones of mine. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to start with something that has been bandied around the community, especially a couple of weeks back when it happened. What map should Dust 2 replace in the map pool, oh. if any, and why? Are you talking like so. by the major, like before the major? No, no. It's not gonna, I don't want it to happen by the major because it doesn't get enough time. Okay. But, okay. I mean, imagine there are no events for the next six months and you can just pluck out any map of your choosing and pluck one and pluck Dust okay. 2 back in. Okay, I'll so let you go I'm first, Jamaican, like the gentleman I am, so okay. I can think. Oh, okay. So you can, I can map veto map for you. Jamaican. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the easy route out. I'm gonna say Nuke. I feel like I I enjoy watching Nuke. Unlike apparently Thorn, he apparently hates watching Nuke. But personally, I think it's a pretty fun map because of verticality, kind of the randomness of the map to an extent. But in reality, you, you have a couple different plays. It's not. I mean, you can be tactical on it, but it's like, hey, let's throw some smokes, take outer control, go down. I mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of excitement that can really happen to it. It kind of a little random. It gets a little you know, with the vents, there's that, the audio can get real crazy because, you know, CS has terrible um, audio, uh, like, you know, placement, whatever. So I just feel like Nuke, everyone hates Nuke. No one really plays Nuke at the high level. In best of fives, you never see a Nuke in there or best of threes. So it's just not, it doesn't add value to it. And, like, teams, there's no teams that are consistently amazing on Nuke, or if they are, they still are prone to getting upset on it. So, I mean, I just feel like it's not a worthy, it should get re redone again. That's my opinion, so I think that those two should replace Nuke. Okay, Tony? Um, I'm thinking what everybody in the pro scene is probably thinking, even though they love to play the map. It's Cobblestone. I feel like a lot of teams complain about Cobblestone, yet they choose to play it. It doesn't really make much sense to me because they, they play it and they win on it, but if they don't think that it's, it's working play-style-wise, if they don't think that it's a fair map, they think that it's... <clears throat> uh, needs a little bit more working on that's fine by me but i think that as opposed to maps like nuke i think that nuke it, it doesn't need to be 
redone. It doesn't need to be taken out and redone, so to speak. But I think the cobblestone needs a whole new, a whole new reworking. I feel like there are some gameplay balances that could be changed for the better. I think that they could completely scrap some ideas and bring in some completely new ones. But with Nuke, I feel like there's not much wiggle room for changing anything since the last update. Okay, uh, gonna give that one to Tony. We should go into a bit more depth about what kind of gameplay changes you were talking about. But that, I feel I only had a minute, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, but um, with 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 Nuke as a thing, I do agree that it came out quite recently. Um, I don't. I personally don't think the map's that bad currently. Um, and I do see the issues with the cobble, even though personally it's one of my favorite maps. Uh. So, from a, from an impartial point of view, I think Cobble's a better answer and a more likely answer as well. So, uh, but Tony, you have to go first on the next one, and this this one's a a doozy of a question. All right. Uh, so I'm sorry you only have a minute to answer as well. Do you think a Overwatch League type system where teams currently in plays are forced to brand themselves around a location would work for CS:GO, and why? Oh God. Um. Before I get the minute to answer it, I'm I'm I don't, I'm not familiar with Overwatch. I don't know what, you, what that. Oh, okay. Tell you what, I'll, I'll do, what, what, I'm because it, it's because it's a really difficult question. Scrap it. We'll move no, on to the next no. one. I'll think I'll I think, I'll think of want. a different question. I don't want to oh, go into time man. on what the Overwatch League is on this on this podcast. It doesn't seem oh, the uh, easy. I mean, right. it's pretty easy. It's just regional based. So basically, it's like NFL. I mean, it's just like franchising. You have teams yeah. based in a city. It's not like too hard to explain, I would say. Just, you know. Uh, we'll, we'll skip it. We'll skip it. All right. Okay. Right. okay. Right. Tony. Start. Using players from Hellraiser's mouse sports. Try and make <laughs> the best team possible, but you've got oh. to use at least two players from either team. Do you use what you said? You've got to use at least two players from either team. I can use one if I wanted to player from a completely reasonable but unrelated scenario. Nah, just how is the most sports. Five players for oh, most Oh, at least two from... Okay, I guess that makes... Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Um, Say Angel. Uh, Can I use Zero, even though he's inactive? Go go for it. He's playing, isn't he? He's playing recently. He stood in because Guaxa couldn't get it. Oh, yeah, of course. I would use good Oscar. Point, Oscar, Sunny, Rops, Angel, and Zero. Okay. And why that? Now, fact? that is why... Well, obviously, Chris J isn't the best in-game leader out there. I don't, it doesn't take you a rocket scientist to say that Angel is the better in-game leader out of the two. WP player out of the two teams, Rops and Sunny are the two most stable riflers out of the two rosters recently. Um, Sunny's been putting up numbers in both Penta and this team. He's been doing his job and holding his own, I would say, better than any of the players on Hellraisers. And while Angel can frag, he can do the same as Chris J in terms of the rifling. There's no need for a, a second AWP in most cases, although it does help. But I think that Zero is definitely the better option over Steeko. I wasn't sure why they picked up Steeko in the first place. It wasn't like there was a role confliction or anything. But um, uh, assuming that there's no personality clashing, I think that Zero would be the better pickup. Okay, awesome. And um, Jamaican? <sighs> Still my lineup, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um... Alright, it's gonna be Angel. I mean, you have to have Angel, of course. He's the one of the better Angels in the game, so you can't not include him. I'm gonna go with Issa over Zero. I mean, I feel like Issa hasn't been bad. He's been a pretty good player. I feel like he has a high potential for success, at least compared to Zero. I mean, Zero's good, but I think 
Yes, it has a higher ceiling. Um, and I want to go with Mouse Boris. I'm going to take Oscar, obviously, one of the, I would say, top three ops in the game right now. He takes over games like nobody's business. Uh, Rops, for sure. He has been very good as a young star, star talent. And Sunny has been very consistent. And, I mean, you really can't argue with that lineup. That's a good. That's actually a really good lineup, I would say. I mean, either lineup in general. But I feel like that team right there could place top eight in a major. Which something Mouse Sports has not been able to do for, you know, a while, if they even have. So that's my Okay. Lineup. Awesome. So your lineup was actually the one I thought of. Um hey. I think it's his band zero. I think he's been showing it at the uh at the Shanghai, even mm -hmm. though they did eventually go out to Renegades. Um Yeah. Very similar lineups, probably what you'd expect. Angel has to be in there, Oscar has to be in there. Oh. Um I think you can argue quite easily Rops and Sunny have to be in there, but I think for me, Issa as a fifth is better than Zero. I mean, there's a oh, reason Zero's on the bench, and Issa isn't. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So that's 1-1. One, one. So, um, we have two two more roster questions, and then, then we'll move on to something something a bit more difficult. But the uh, Danish scene, I think we've asked this one, at least definitely one of the last two podcasts. Uh, you have to swap one player only between North and Astralis, so both mm. can be title contenders. And Jamaican, I believe, you're first. So you're saying a one-on-one -on -one swap, like one-on-one -on -one swap. All right. So, but no one, and you're saying one team is in title contender, not the other. No, try and make both from title contenders. Both title contenders. If, if okay. you can swap one player, so they could both both okay. improve. Okay. Oh man. You see, here's the thing. I wasn't. I would have said before in olden days, swap Zipniks for Valdi, but now Zipnix has been playing good again, he's been clutch again, so that complicates things. So, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say, you're gonna take, oh, Cajun B there, and no, 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 yeah, take Cajun B, no, man, oh, I can't, I can't touch <laughs> these teams. Alright, you're gonna take Config, and you're gonna place KRB. Why? I don't know, but it makes sense. Config's okay. been too good. GG's, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> okay. Tony, um, you have a minute. I don't think you'll need all of that time to beat the answer, but um, you have it You have it regardless. Away you um, go. Okay. Dupree's been stepping up as of recently, as well as Zipix. It's, it's a little bit hard to take between those two, so uh, I'm just planning simply not going to take between those two. I'm going to take Kier B out of the team in place of Valde and swap those two because I feel that Kier B was supposed to bring a more superstar-esque role into this, but this team is evolving into one where they don't need really four superstars because Glaive's stepping up when he needs to sometimes. Device is still the superstar like out of the whole team, and Dupree and Zipix are doing what they have to do as their roles. So what they need is not a support player, but a solid player to do his job, as well as take the forms of all the other players. So if Dupree died, Valde could take that spot. If Zipix died, Valde could take that spot. He's just a versatile player who reminds me of like an NBK of Titan. Okay, well there you go. Uh, excellent explanation, I think. Uh, two players who'd certainly I'd consider for the answer. Um, and given the competition you were up against, easy point for you to... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I agree. Um, so the, the final roster question. Using players from LDLC, Envy, and two more players from the French scene. I guess uh, you guys can think of two instantly. Uh, create two teams who you think could hold spots in the top 15 in the world. Jeez. 
Oh, oh, that's you. You get a break. Give us like two minutes. For I'll give this you two one. minutes. This I'll is... give you two minutes for that. Oh my god! You got you got a list like ten players there. So I'll give you two. Wow. Minutes. So uh, Tony, you ready? Uh, well, it's me. It's does, me. Doesn't matter yeah, if you're not. You go. go. So I can take. You said any any French players other than LDLC, NV, and two French players not on G2. So you have okay. Easy, easy, games. easy. Okay. Belgians count. Yeah. French team. French team. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Al Alex counts as well. Okay, two teams. <laughs> Who wants Alex, though? Okay, one team. First team, RPK, Scream, Existence, Amanek, and um, Devo Duvek. That's the one team. Team two. Happy, XMS, um, Tuanu, Sixer, Back to the Rifle Roll, and Maniac. Okay, team one. I can explain with RPK, Scream, obviously the not only the biggest brand names but they're probably the biggest uh heavy hitters but scream's been a little bit inconsistent lately but it's still worth keeping him there because he's better than the players on the other team that i made existence in game leader who's worked with rpk and scream before brought them to uh quarterfinals uh even brought them to i believe they they won some events uh throughout their times in not only g2 but like titan and very games uh um Amanek and devo duvek for the last two um, I chose Amanek and Devo Duvek because they're definitely like the duo that you want to have together in the French scene in general. And with those players and a good in-game leader, I feel like they can grow even more than they would under Sean Gares. LDLC is happy. He's the in-game leader. Sixer back to the rifle roll. Tuanu on the op. Maniac still the experienced player of the, of the whole team, maybe bringing these younger talents up again. And XMS is back with them. So I feel like this is just almost basically the same as Envious with Maniac taking more of an RPK-esque role and... Uh, Tuanu, Alex, and Sixer, right? Uh, XMS and Sixer. XMS, okay. So I kind of cut out Alex. I didn't mean to do that. Maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I'll put Maniac to the coaching role, but I'm out of time anyway, so that's fine. Okay, okay. So, oh, fair enough. Two teams. Yeah. Uh, you, had, you have four minutes to think now, but you oh, better yeah, start talking. All right, so I have... I wrote them down. I got two teams right here. So for team one, I have... Extends, RPK, Kenny S, Scream, Kiyoshima. And... Uh, no um, he just said no G2. No G2? Yeah. Oh, rip Kenny. Yes. I didn't, I didn't realize. All right, I forgot so... about Kiyoshima too, so we're yeah. both handicapped. All right, so it's going to be... Ex oh, man, this team's ugly now. <laughs> All right, it's Extends, RPK, Sixers, Screaming Kiyoshima. Unfortunately, I had to take a uh, take an L with the Sixer, but I feel like the uh, I feel like Extends could make the best out of Sixer, in my opinion. RPK, of course, can overtake a team. Scream Kiyoshima... Great players in their own right. I feel like it makes up for the garbage of the Sixer. Otherwise, Happy, Tolnu, XMS, Devadudek, Amanek. I feel like that's a solid team. Tolnu's a decent opera. Happy can secondary op. XMS is a great player, in my opinion. Devadudek, Amanek, great duo. I feel like it's a team that could be underrated. I feel like Happy with new players, fresh out of eyes and everything, young players around him. That's a fun, happy time. So I think both of those teams definitely could contend for top 15, top 10, whatever you said. Because, I mean, they're French players after all. They force by. They'll make it work. <laughs> they all have that pistol aim. We look at Scream or Kiyoshima. Or you look at Happy, Happy 4K Deagle. I mean, it could all happen. I believe in them both. Two great IGLs. Not a whole lot of great op in there, but, I mean, you know, a whole okay. lot of rifles. I made a new team, but it doesn't matter because I forgot, <laughs> no, I forgot Kiyoshima even existed. <laughs> well, Kiki, I, I'm surprised both of you brought up the Orping and none of you brought up Zywu as a player you could bring in. Oh, to, uh, to See, I had, 
I did that for oh. a reason because it's unrealistic because he wasn't going to any new teams anyway. I mean, so. if in this, I, I, I thought about Zabu when you first said French, but then I forgot <laughs> when I wrote the lineup. I had Kenny S. Let's go uh. over. So I think the best team either you brought up was the RPK Existence Scream Amanek Never Duvek that, that Tony said. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> I don't think you want six in either of those teams, but no. I don't think a team with Maniac, Twanu, and Sixer, no matter who leads it, if you have Happy and XMS, would be a top 15 team. Yeah, I was going to put Kiyoshima in there, and then Alex in there, and then Maniac Coach, and no Sixer, but I forgot Kiyo existed, yeah. and I forgot uh, Alex so, existed. So. I, I feel like, with that consideration, even though you use three players who are not LDLT or Envy, um, Jamaican, I'm going to give the point Yay. to you. You went against the rules! <laughs> we not did really go against though. the rules. Really so, I, said, I said two players outside of LDLT. And yeah, I did. Now I used um... Kiyo, Devo, Amanek. God dang it. I thought you said, okay, French team. <laughs> Try, you okay. got a point. Don't conflict. Hey. Um, who's going first this time? I am. Okay. So this this is a question that is quite close to me personally, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts personally as much as for them to be voiced. Can Def on the be podcast. the number one player in the world in 2017? <laughs> close, close. Okay. Oh. Is growing a university or collegiate system important for the longevity of esports in CSGO and as a whole? Okay, so that's I would I'm gonna say yes, and here's why. I'm I'm in college personally. I know Tony's not yet, because Tony's a child. So, but <laughs> like I know we have in America, we have the collegiate like I think a star league, whatever, and they have collegiate tournaments. Like all the, all the colleges have their own A B teams. I think it's very important to have talent at a younger level. Look at League of Legends with the University of Maryville, a dominant team in League of Legends, teams like that. Like growing young <laughs> talent. And that can't make maybe can't be a Zubu or team players that are like super insane and get noticed on like rank S whatever teams that are like maybe guys are playing in like rank G stuff like that. So I think it's important for to develop teams, develop a team based system. I think university is a great place for the start. Like you look at college football, college basketball produces some great talents, and it's all amateur playing. So I feel like the same thing could be applied to the um, esports scene for CS:GO or Rocket League or League of Legends, or any of the other games. So I think it's very important. Okay, and Tony, feel free to answer yes, it is important as well. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no because <gasps> you th- you think about you think about how 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 driven you have to be to be good at something, and then bringing this whole new thing into it where oh I can do that. It it, may, it gives a false sense of hope to some people, and I feel like giving a, a, an enclosed environment would have people really good instead of developing mass quote-unquote talent you would people arising that are truly good and truly have the, the drive to be good and that's where they 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 make their 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 way up but when you bring in this whole new experience and situation where they could you have not only players that may be not as good as they could have been if they would have taken it their own initiative but maybe you're making regional teams that are almost overpopulating a scene I feel like that the way it's going right now is fine. I feel like that you're giving the wrong mindset to people going into that if you give it to them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um. Hmm. It's a difficult one for me because I mean I I agree that yes it's important for me personally, but for longevity of esports as a whole, I don't think it's something that's necessary. And I think because we have things like ACA and whatever, where you can just join the team and climb the ranks, um, organizing it within universities or a collegiate system isn't actually that important in the long run 
Um, that said, I felt like Jamaican's explanation for why it is important was more well thought out for why it isn't important. So I'm gonna give the point to Jamaican. Hey, let's go. Okay. So, um, Tony, you're going first on the next one. Uh, just, just, just for anyone who's not keeping track, it's currently three-two to Jamaican with four questions left. Okay. So, um, Tony, you ready? <laughs> what would you personally change about the major system from the miners at the start to the grand final at the finish? If you could make one change, what would it be? I think the, the the biggest change that I could possibly make would be to the system is is fine for the most part. I feel like that if you changed one thing, you'd have to change a bunch of different things, and it would lead to a whole chain of of a mess. Uh, people, I mean, I, I thought about it before. CIS miners aren't really that important, but in the long run, if you're a good team, then you'll be able to make your way up to it anyway. Like it doesn't really matter if these CIS teams are taking up your slots. I mean, maybe make one one slot for the CIS teams instead of two. But I feel like that wouldn't be fair to teams like Navi or Hellraisers or Gambit or whatever would happen if they didn't make it into the major qualifier. Like they had to drop down to the minor and only one of them can make it. Um, I would change the legend system. I would make it so either only the top two or top four teams get legends. I feel like top eight is too. Um, top eight is too. I can't think of the word, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. It's just it. Yeah, I feel like over that long period of time, too many teams can drop off. I feel like the top two teams are the only teams that really deserve their spot in the next one. Okay, uh, that's exactly a minute. Uh, Jamaican, you up? All right. So here's what I'm saying. I don't really care. Like, I think the minor system is pretty fine. Uh, it could use some changes, like for example, maybe uh, take out like Tony said, one spot for the CIS stuff like that. But for me, I think the actual tournament itself doesn't have enough tournament play in itself. Like for example, look at the, I think it should mirror the international more in terms of how it plays. At first, I believe. Uh, you have the group stage, which you have the top eight who finish group stage go into the upper bracket, and tops to bottom eight go into a lower bracket system. So you have a double elimination playoff bracket. Like, look at the international team Liquid was in losers early, won the entire event. In CS, they wouldn't even made out of uh, wouldn't make it to the playoff bracket. So it's annoying seeing like you know you doing poorly in group stage, and then you don't have a chance to prove that you know you can go make a loser bracket run, and then reset somebody in the grand finals. So I think. Having a loser bracket system would add more time to play. Less more more matches, more CS, more. It gives it more um, the results. Like you beating um, more teams, okay. I think it's more impressive. So that's uh, yep. before you do you answer. I just wanted to throw in. You don't even have to consider this. I just wanted to say it that I feel like that would oversaturate the entire Aww. point of a major a little bit. I feel like that would make the CS a little bit boring. I feel like you'd see things happen over and over again. It'd get a little old. I mean, you argue that with Dota, though. I mean, like, people like Dota has similar well, that's why I games. I don't watch Dota, so. But, I mean, a lot of people do. It's a huge tournament, like, $26 million prize pool. So, I mean, you know, it's one of the biggest events of the year in esports. I mean, League of Legends, you know, it's all these things have long game times, but you still have double elimination brackets. You know, Call of Duty has it, Halo has it. I think CS could have it. I mean, CS Summit was great to watch, I thought. So, I mean, you know. Okay. Um, hmm. So, so going into that, Tony, your answer was what I was thinking. Um, as the as the best like change you could make, where you you cut down on the legends and you just, I mean, e even removing the legend system completely wouldn't be a mess. And yeah, it wouldn't be awful. Rankings like recent rankings would be perhaps a better system. 
you make a very compelling argument, Jamaican. Um, but I feel like the the oversaturation thing, where you have these like ECS and ESL who are also running their tournaments, means that we already have a lot of CS. Whereas with Dota, there's a lot more Valve sponsored stuff going on. They have a lot of like majors alongside TI, um, mm. and as such, I do just feel like modifying the current majors so that they're more competitive as opposed to completely just making them go on forever would actually be a better system for higher quality of CS. Hmm. So, point mm-hmm. to Tony. Alright, well. Oh. And that moves <clears throat> it at 3-3. Three, three. So, mm-hmm. uh, who's first? Him, I believe. Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. So, easy one. Who will win the E-League Major? <laughs> Define easy. Yeah, what the heck? What the, the heck? Who said that? Simple, easy? Okay. simple one. Simple one. I'm about to say, simple question. Simple, but I mean, technically, don't even know if there's a B there is the issue. Like, okay. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Envy could be there, but they're not going to win it. I mean, we all know that. If they did, um, I'll buy you a Dragon Lore. But, okay, I'm down. <laughs> I mean, oh, so if you're, okay, E League Major. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say G two. I'm gonna say G two. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, this is hard. Okay, like it's I got not the like easy answer, dog. I got that easy. Okay, answer. here's why G two G two has been very good. I feel like their their ceiling is better than any other team right now in existence. That's not a pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's oh. a that's a big statement. All right, so look at SK. They just, I just feel like they don't reach con- con- a high consistency so much all the time. Phase, they didn't make it out of groups right. at Epicenter. You, you've already hit a all minute right. Right. because you were up and down for so long. So I'm going to take G2 as your all answer. Right. I'd okay. say inconsistency of other teams is your reason. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Right, Tony. I'm going to say SK Gaming. I'm going to say SK Gaming because they've have, they have had consistency. I, I don't really agree with his point about their game. They've been overshadowed but never out and never gone. They've always been here. Even with their problems, you never really see them until you say, hey, SK isn't winning because that's what we're used to. And now with Bolts, they have the fifth member that they can work into their system that works for them. They've played with him before, and they just won an event with their first time with him. They had no practice, they say, supposedly, and now they just won an event outright. I think that that's the obvious answer because Cold Zera, Fur, Fallen, all still very proven players, and they all have their major advantages towards others okay how you feel about the answer you're making i mean he's right but <laughs> but, <laughs> do, do, but do you know the big but to the answer is the question um here's the issue though sk boats that's a honeymoon period nip they won events oh, okay. with a stand-in and look where they are now they're not they're not they're not winning majors are they no they can't even make a major so i mean mm. just because you won an event with a stand-in first time doesn't necessarily mean anything I mean, um, so here, here's, the reason, here's the reason. Here's the reason. VP. Here's the actual adapt. reason Jamaican is getting the point. SK can't use bolts at the major because he played the minor with the mods. <laughs> so even though I really don't think G2 are gonna win, your reasoning for SK winning is completely off the mark. Um, in terms of bolts <laughs> being there, you're not um, gonna give me a, a second chance at picking up. Not gonna give you a second chance. No, it's your fault. Messed mess that one up, mate. I didn't even know that was the thing that was happening. I yeah, that was a news article. Nope. nope. Because he played for Immortals in the minor qualifier, and so you can't play for him. What? That doesn't make no sense. It makes perfect sense. 
the last time because the Fox played with them and Fox was in the. That's so stupid. Mm, no, it wasn't. He well, didn't play. He didn't play in the. That's uh, major. Two majors ago. No, but he didn't play in any qualifiers. Uh, with, he uh, did. He did. Well, who, he played who? with Kick or Dignitas. He. I'm. I'm. Can guarantee you that he played. I looked at it when he joined us. <laughs> Um, they could have changed the rules, I guess. I don't know, but I mean, did I? Uh, I um, they had to have, or else it wouldn't have made sense. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my my last question for the side if we need it because it's currently four three. Did you make so pissed? Um, so the so question pissed. that I'm gonna, I'm gonna think up on the on the spot now because we skipped the one about Overwatch is who are your top three players for 2017 and um, in order or just top three? Just, just just top three. I'm not gonna ask you to order them. That would be a bit <clears> okay. So, Tony, go for it. Um, top three. Top three would have to be Cold Zera. Um, it's pretty safe to say answer. Cold Zera. Device. And Kenny S. Okay. Cold Zera is obviously the most, I would still say, the most talented player in all of Counter-Strike. I would say that he's outshined most any other player in Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Um, he's still the best aimer device close to the best aimer but this year they've won a plethora of events and made a pl uh, multiple quarterfinals and finals to warrant him being second and Kenny S has still been the monster that he's always has been and with the team that he's in now I feel like he's, it's only given him the room to grow and he's been the, the real linchpin for them to win any events because you see Apex body and MBK being as inconsistent as they are and can be uh, and him still showing up it's kind of like the same story that he was in Envious except now he is a little bit better of a system to work with. Okay. Good answer. And uh, Jamaican? Alright, so here's mine. Alright, so it's called Zira, Nico, and Kenny S. Why I say Nico over Device? Because I feel like Device kind of fell off, so to speak, after uh, around the P around after, I want to say, uh, Starlighter, around like IEM, Starlighter time. He wasn't the same consistently amazing Star Opera. I feel like Nico has been, as people call him, John Wick. The man's amazing. Cold Zero, you don't have to say anything about Cold Zero. Cold Zero is a god. <clears throat> Kenny S, don't say anything. He's a god. He's won multiple events this year. But Nico, on phase, consistently amazing on a team of superstars. He is the superstar of superstars. You can't get any better than that. I mean, his aim is beautiful. Clutch ability, beautiful. Nothing, you, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, I just, you just can't go wrong with Nico. I, I, I think... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to explain I'm gonna why I didn't pick Nico. I want to explain why I didn't pick Nico. I'll explain it. Explain okay, it. Go, go, go for it. I explain why I didn't pick Nico because he's he's he, he's an insane aimer, but that's not all it takes for a team. You can see it in Mouseports. He wasn't winning things with that team. They had the quote-unquote honeymoon period that he talks about with FaZe winning one event, and now with this even more new roster, they had a second honeymoon period. I think that Nico's going to have to prove himself beyond being a superstar aim-wise than... They made several straight finals. They made player. three straight finals. I mean, um, what more can face? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in here, gonna put in here, and give, give my, give my reasoning, give, give my verdict. So my top three are actually Cold, Device, and Nico, um, and I think the two that I have to have in there based on consistency throughout the year are Cold and Device, because Device has put up the numbers even when Astralis were having their sort of hard time throughout this year, which wasn't long, but it happened. Device was still statistically one of the best players in the world. Cold goes without saying, and I think um, as good as as good as Nico has been, Device has definitely earned his spot in the top three. And as such, the point goes to Tony for picking Device. Ah, oh, Device is trash. That's all I'm gonna say. So hmm. that does leave us at four-four. If my 
Math is correct. Yeah, no, math is math correct. For you are correct. Which, um... Leaves, yeah, this way, this way. <laughs> plant, plant all. Um, so, who's going first in this one? It's, uh... Him, I believe, Jamaican. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, wait. No, I just went is first. It? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is um, you, it is you, it is you, okay. it is you. Is you. Uh, okay. So, Jamaican. Is CSGO as a game, so not considering the teams currently playing, mm -hmm. in its most competitive state since release? Yes. I feel like, yeah, release was pretty garbage. It's improved drastically. And I feel like right now, the game is, I mean, it's relatively balanced. There is no one game out there that you can say, argue is. Like, in terms of shooters, there is no game that's perfectly balanced. It's just not going to happen. But I feel like, especially with this recent updates to pistols and stuff like that, I really enjoy seeing the battle between maybe CZs and AK stuff. I think it's very well balanced. I'm personally, in my opinion, I think it's the maps are solid. I mean, you can argue, you can complain about every map, but I mean, you can do anything. So you're always going to have complaints. I just feel like it's a very solid game. That's why you have all these different teams winning or losing. I know you said, regardless of the team is playing, but of course, people are still playing. I mean, there hasn't been one dominant team right now. Nothing's really broken. I feel like right now it's competitive. Ultra competitive. Okay. I'm Tony. I feel like the reason that this game is considered competitive, quote unquote, is because of how popular it's gotten since release. Uh, you can say that many players have arisen just purely out of the, the reason that this game makes money and they're good at it, they're talented, so they went for it. But I feel like culturally, like what it meant to people has gone away a little bit. I feel like it was a lot more competitive, like in the true meaning of the word competitive, like being like wanting to win. Like it's not just about winning anymore. It's about a lot of other things. And it's just, it's not it's not a rivalry anymore. This game, I feel like I feel like it's got to come back a little bit from the way it is now back to then, because I feel like that's why a lot of the older teams are still finding success because they still have that drive. And you have the younger team, younger players and the younger teams finding their success for completely different reasons. Uh, it might be, it, it's probably the, the obvious answer to, to, to fail me on, but I feel like that it, it's in its less competitive state. <laughs> to fail me on. Uh, I, I definitely feel like it's possible to make an argument for why it might not be the most competitive it's ever been. I don't think your argument was the one you would go for. Um, um, yeah, I I do think it's the most competitive the game's ever been. Um, I think the pistols are the most well-balanced they've been in since release. I, th uh, I think the map pool could be better. I think that's somewhere you could go down to uh, to argue it's not its most competitive. Uh, I definitely think that the way the, the game is played currently at the pro level, to me, isn't the most entertaining. But because of the way the game is balanced, it sort of works well for this tactical-ish, but somehow still relying a lot heavily on individual skill. Like, you can't have a, a team where you just rely on tactics. Um, like, Big's, Big's run is a very much an anomaly because of how well the game is balanced. And as such, I think the game isn't its most competitive state. I think Jamaican gave a better argument for his answer. Wow. And as such, I crown him the winner Ooh, this go. edition. 1v1. On the podcast, hey, taking so, all the dubs. There you go. All right. Well, I Five agree four. with that. I think that was a very well uh, judged game, rigged or not. I at least overcame the rigging. <laughs> uh, rigged, or, rigged or not, I won. That's uh -huh. his. That's his excuse. Rigged or not, I won. 
at the end of the day... <laughs> Taking part that counts so long as you win. Okay. Even though it's rigged, I won. Yeah, because yep. that's how rigging works. <laughs> nah, it was rigged for you, 100%. But I mean, you know, I'll overlook it, I'll overlook it. Um, but no, I agree with a lot of things that were said today. Uh, a lot, a lot. It's, it's been a great... Well, I mean, it's a great weekend if you're a Counter-Strike fan. You have three events on at the same time. But it's like... There's like, you have the minor in the morning, Shanghai in the morning if you're on the East Coast like me and Tony. <laughs> and then later in the day, you have the America minor. So... But there's just so much going on. Next week, next weekend, we're going to have events. Weekend after that, the whole month of November. If you're a Counter-Strike fan, keep it tuned here to the Real Sport CS podcast. We're going to be talking about everything going on. Hopefully, I'll have a guest on next week. If we do, you're going to love that guest. It's going to be some great times. <laughs> Thank you for listening. It's been real. It's been This Is Me, the uh, senior editor, CSGO Ezekiel, Jonathan Carcella. Uh, we have the BCG and Tony the spaghetti man himself. Thank you for listening to episode (laughs) three. See you next week. See you.